All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. We survived awards night. We barely. Though, I got. Frank, I got. Barely. I got splattered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome into a June twenty seventh edition of Daily Faceoff Live. As always, brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Latest draft odds up now, and they have a lot of them. We'll dig into a few more later on in the show. Pete Blackburn's going to stop by as well. But first, let's throw two minutes and thirty seconds up on the clock, Frank, and start with what we got yesterday. Finally, a trade. You broke it sitting. Right here in this on, chair. on Oilers yep. Nation every day. It was quite something. Uh, the Boston Bruins find a way to offload Taylor Hall. UFA rights to Nick Felino go to Chicago as well. He's got a one-year, $4 million deal with the Blackhawks now as of this morning. Back the other way, a couple of small pieces go to Boston. But the big thing for the Bruins is that they got out of the cap space. And now the question is, what's next in Boston? Yeah, I think everyone's circling around the the Bruins right now trying to understand, okay, it seems like that has now freed up the proper space to take a run at Tyler Bertuzzi. Before it was, hey, we'd really like to do it, but unless we can find a way to offload Taylor Hall, that won't be possible. Now, Hall is just a luxury the Bruins couldn't afford. Yeah. Six million bucks, production down a little bit, was injured last year as well, and just a cap hit that for a guy playing on your third-line wing... $6 million is a little rich for any team, let alone one jammed up to the cap like the Boston Bruins are, especially with the bonus overage heading into next season. So they had to do something to free up space. Mm -hmm. They've done it. And now Bertuzzi seems to be in their sights to really try and keep this team together. But even watching the NHL awards last night, a big reminder 
should be a big reminder to everyone watching Patrice Bergeron collect his sixth Selkie trophy that a lot of the Bruins offseason still hinges on the idea of is Patrice Bergeron going to come back next season? What about David Krejci? And if both those guys aren't back, what do the Boston Bruins do down the middle to support their team? Well, like getting the money off the books is great, but you're right. If decide on Bertuzzi until you know about Krejci and Bergeron because if those two come back bargain deals right they're probably going to do the same thing they did last year with the heavy hometown discount if they don't come back like you can't go into next year with Pavel Zak and Charlie Coyle as your one two down no. the middle well not not to expect to compete for a Stanley Cup and that's what the Bruins yeah. expect to do with David Pasternak Hart Trophy finalist Hampus Lindholm the guy who by the way I voted number one on my Norris Trophy ballot all those ballots will be released shortly and they've got a lot of other cap gymnastics to get through because they need to figure out a landing spot for Mike Riley or buy him out. Derek Forbort's name has been floating out there. Matt Grizzlick is available. They're considering a lot of different options and Don Sweeney trading Taylor Hall to the Chicago Blackhawks was the first way to rip off the bandaid for the Bruins. Be interesting to see how Boston kind of handles that Uh, just quickly on the flip side of this deal heading into this off season or when they won the lottery. You looked at that payroll in Chicago and it was like, you have one forward making more than $3 million and it's Tyler Johnson. Now you got Hall. They re-upped Athens CU. They got uh, Nick Foligno done there as well. This is kind of, this was the plan for the Hawks, right? It was to get some good vets to surround Bedard with. Yeah. And they also, you mentioned their salary cap. They had to spend to get yeah. to the floor. And so to be able to surround, you know, someone like Connor Bedard with a Taylor Hall, give him a support piece, give him someone that's won a heart trophy in this league, maybe someone that he can lean on in terms of even just navigating his way around the NHL. Taylor Hall has been a top draft pick before. He gets the idea of what that pressure is like, can help him in that situation as well. So the Hawks, I think, are going to be pretty quiet here along the rest of the way. They may be in a spot where they could take on another contract but they seem to be getting a lot of business done already to this point with some curated selections Felino, a guy that they think can provide leadership and some grizzled veteran status in their bottom six and then let's see what else unfolds let's move along and recap what we saw last night at the nhl awards by the way real quick okay. i should mention one of the first things a couple teams had asked me in the moments after the trade was, do you think there's any chance that the Chicago Blackhawks would wield their cap space and flip Taylor Hall retaining half and making him a $3 million player? I would imagine that would have interested a team like, I don't know, the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, alas, uh, nonetheless, I'm told that the Chicago Blackhawks have zero interest in trading Taylor Hall. I don't know. Check back in a year when he's got one year left. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, awards recap. Connor McDavid cleans up but doesn't win unanimously. Frank gets milk poured on him. Hilarious. Needed to clean up. Yep. Jim Montgomery had a great acceptance speech for uh, his Jack Adams award win. Uh, the Bruins actually kind of cleaned up as well. You mentioned Bergeron. They should. They were the best regular yeah. season team in history. Allmark grabs a Vesna as well. Uh, those are just kind of a few of the headlines off the top of my head. What's the few on awards tonight? Honestly, I thought they did a really good job telling some stories. You know, even something like it doesn't get a lot of love every year, but the Bill Masterton yeah. Memorial Trophy means a lot to us at the PHWA. But to have someone there to tell those players' stories, to listen to P.O. Joseph tell about Chris Letang and what it was like to room with him and live with him and, and see the work that he puts in, Clayton Keller's doctor to talk about his snap was femur. Really like, cool, yeah. I think there were some little things in there that were just nice touches. And then even something like Connor McDavid, we know is 
he's not going to light the room on fire with his personality. So when he comes up to give him the heart, you bring in the Stelter family who comes in from Edmonton. Ben means a lot to Connor and to surprise him like that and have him just, you know, turn around and the family's there. I just thought it was really well planned out and a lot of nice touches, a lot of people groaning on social media. I feel like you can't make anyone happy there. And look, if you're not angry, you're not doing Twitter, right? (laughs) But people were saying, Oh, it's cheesy. It's long. It's whatever. And it's like, it's, it's an NHL regular season award show. Like what, what, what are you looking for? Yeah. Award shows are kind of meant to be a little cheesy and whatever family friendly, I guess. And milky, milky and cheesy. Yeah. I do think it went a little long. Like you could could do it in two hours, probably pretty easily. They did do it in two hours. It was a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Two hours and seven minutes. They like, I think before they were, they tried to first they like during the pandemic, they did an hour. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, let's get back to somewhat more normal. They did an hour and a half and it was tough to fit everything in. Now two hours, people are bitching. Yeah, uh, slam dunk to keep doing it in the same city as well as the awards, or does it? Is it? I think that makes sense. But someone said to me last night that they heard that the the awards are going to be here for the next few years. I did not hear that, but Mm -hmm. um, I think that they should just do them always in the city. Like the fact that they did it in an arena this year, which is something that they normally don't do. um, That to me, it looked really good. Yeah, it it looked great. Nashville um, knows how to throw a party too. Yeah, the stage on Broadway, it, the the vibes were immaculate in Nashville last night. It's really cool. To a little see hot. City. Yeah, it's uh, a little hot, sure, but it's cool to see the city kind of dress up for the NHL awards with the logo and everywhere. To get everyone show yep. up to show up, all the different country music ar- music mm-hmm. artists. I'm a big country music fan. Jelly Roll is my guy. So I was backstage for a while. I've never asked anyone in my life for a selfie, and that was the first guy I was actually thinking about it, and I just chickened out. I can't believe you didn't. I was bugging you about that last night. Yeah, you can, you can ask for pictures, Frank. I know. I feel like you I can don't meet want, your like, heroes. I know, but I don't. First off, I don't want to disappoint, and second, which I don't think it would have, but second, I, I hate being that guy. Like I, I don't want to get in anyone's way. So yeah, no, that is uh, that's fair as well. Let's get back to the hockey talk here and kind of look at what could be coming in the next 24, 48 hours as we lead up to round one. And then, I mean, even day two of the draft sees a lot of movement, but the Winnipeg Jets are a team that everyone in the hockey world is watching very closely. They have all those guys in the top five of your trade targets board with Shifley, Dubois, and Hellebuck. Kind of what's the latest? I'll start with Hellebuck. I'm surprised we haven't heard more about this. A guy who is a perennial Vesna contender is clearly on the block. Why hasn't there been more interest in Connor Hellebuck? Because and not just from a trade acquisition standpoint, but my big question that I've been asking myself over the last week has been, okay, it's great that teams like Connor Hellebuck and crave that consistency and net that maybe really only five or six net minders in the entire league can provide you that kind of security as you put your head on the pillow. If you're an NHL GM, the thing for me is who can afford to pay him $9 million for the next eight seasons or whatever the number ends up being on their cap. I think the list is, is very small. And I also think that because Connor Hellebuck by virtue of, you know, the situation that the jets are in Hellebuck Shifley um, to a lesser or maybe to even a greater extent, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who we'll talk about. They they control the trade destination because no one's going to trade for them without knowing that they can sign them. So I think the pool is already pretty small for the jets, but then for the jets to extract significant value from that, 
it's, uh, it's going to be really difficult for Kevin Shevel Day off to pull off. Pierre-Luc Dubois obviously has a lot of value. You said you wanted to touch on him. You know me. I am chronically on Twitter. I am always refreshing that thing. I keep seeing LA and then Montreal's in the mix. Oh, Montreal's not in the mix. LA is in the mix. It's close. It's not close. Cut through it all. What's going on with Dubois? So to my understanding, the Kings and Jets have been doing this dance for five days now. And does it come to a head today? Potentially. I, I think it heated up a bit yesterday. But at the same time, I think there was this sort of idea out there of like, well, is there a last second? Does Pierre-Luc Dubois really want to go to Montreal? Is that his preferred destination? And what are the details surrounding that? I can tell you the latest from what I know is that even though the door is open and even though they're, you know, you can't count the Montreal Canadiens out, I still think it's very likely that he's decided that he would like to play in L.A., and that it's trending towards getting a deal done, but it's not its not a contract-related issue. I don't think they've even given the Kings permission to speak to Pierre-Luc Dubois yet. I think it's more of a trade package issue that the Jets haven't gotten to a place yet where they feel comfortable with the return for Pierre-Luc Dubois. We know they're looking for roster players. As interested as the Canadians might be, they just don't have the pieces to send back to Winnipeg to really get them excited. And that's been one of the big hurdles in this. Pierre-Luc Dubois also controls everything. He could just say, I'm only going to the Montreal Canadiens. He could say that if he wanted to. And then the the Jets and Canadiens would have to get creative. But to this point, I don't have any indication that that's the case. And it certainly seems to be trending towards LA, but not done yet. So not on the goal line by any means, but nope. maybe getting close to the red I zone. I would say, yeah, they're team. like in the red zone. Okay. They're at the 20-yard line. And what about Mark Scheifele? I guess we'll wrap up with number three on that top five list as well. Um, it feels like similar to Hellebuck. We haven't heard rumblings of who's interested and who's taking a look at this guy. I mean, he's coming off a great season. And if the Jets are willing to keep some money, he could be a very valuable trade show. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Jets are interested in taking money. I think they feel like his value is already at a surplus compared to what his cap hit is. 40-plus goals last year, coming off a career high. The center market is interesting. Like You've got a bunch of teams out there that are looking for a center, and certainly it might fit some cap schemes too. Like Take Shifley and put him on the Detroit Red Wings Yeah, and say, okay, he slots perfectly under Dylan Larkin now in terms of cap hit. And then you can bump cop down to the third line or have him play on the wing and Shifley and cop of course would have played together at some point. So that's one team that I think is, is is out there. I think the Dallas stars, they don't really have the cap space, but are interested in that, that center market. Um, Columbus, you know, I don't know that he's destined for Columbus because again, you've got to re-sign the player. That's the other part of this. You're not trading for this guy unless you're re-signing the player. So certainly something to keep in mind. Interesting stuff. Uh, Jets all over the top five of your trade targets board. Let's play a little matchmaker with the top five. We might bleed into the top 10 a bit if we have uh, if we have some time. But Aaron, if we could flash up the board with the top five again. Jets dominating this thing. We talked about them enough. So I guess the name I'll go to is Kevin Hayes, who comes in at number three on the list. The first non-Jet uh, matchmaker for him. Feels like St. Louis is a good fit here. Is is that still the spot or who else would you maybe have there? No, I think kind of go back to the the trade market I just mentioned. 
St. Louis, is there a possibility that they rework a smaller deal just yeah. solely centered around Kevin Hayes with the Flyers? There's the potential of that, but I think that, you know, it's back to square one essentially for the Flyers right now. So Dallas and Detroit were kind of the only other two teams that I saw that were potentially in the mix and yeah. fits. And you have to consider you know, a bunch of people have sort of yawned at the idea of Kevin Hayes, but 25 goals, 55 points, you can kind of pencil him in for that, plus the penalty kill, plus, you know, the complete player. So at $4 million, even though it's three years, let's just call it $4 million in a retained salary transaction, that's become attractive to teams. There's a lot more teams that like him but can't afford him. Initially, like we were just talking about Shifley, you mentioned Columbus, but you got to sign the player. And then I go, okay, well, Hayes has terms. So if you're Columbus and you're like, oh, we like Shifley, we don't know if we'll be able to sign him. Go get the guy with term. And who's going to cost you a lot less. Cost you a lot less. My only thing is we know Hayes and Torts aren't a match. Are Hayes and Babcock going to be a match? That's why I didn't really include the Columbus Blue Jackets. If they were going to make that trade, they would have done it when they did the Provorov deal. And Uh they didn't. And I think at this point, like it's probably pretty unlikely that Columbus gets back in the mix. It's nice to have my takes validated by you, though. Yeah. I like when you back me up like that. Uh, number five on your list is we Alex. Could be friends. Yeah. <laughs> number five on your list is Alex DeBrincat, uh, matchmaker for him. Everyone's been pointing to the Detroit Red Wings. I also think there's a number of teams out there that are kind of interested in what that mix might look like. I think, you know, they don't really like to pay market value, but I could see DeBrinket being a fit in a place like Carolina. Um, you know, I, I also think there's a couple that are sort of just slow playing this with the Ottawa Senators. You heard Pierre Dorian at his press conference say, not only did he mention that coach DJ Smith will be back, but also saying, look, DeBrinket is not going to agree to a long-term deal and it's essentially forced their hand to trade him. They have the hammer of the arbitration filing that, um, you know, the, the sends have put into place, but that's just kind of um, a stopgap solution. It's like, Hey, that allows us to retain his rights and this is how we're going to play it from here. Seems like it's heading toward a trade, but I think the sends are probably pretty disappointed this day last year or tomorrow last year, they were essentially, getting this guy for a number seven overall pick and second and third. And they're like, man, this is someone we're going to have for a while, but they haven't been able to close. Can I throw you my wildcard matchmaker? Do it. The Seattle Kraken. Could they be itching to make a splash this week after coming off such a successful year? Do they have the taste of winning and now they want more? They, I mean, I do think they have the taste of winning and want more. I just don't see them. I think they like the cap structure that they have. I don't see them having someone come in and blow that out of the water. And more to the point, like I hate the idea of scouting with a tape measure, but I think there's also plenty of teams out there that are not really that interested in an undersized winger that puts up a lot of points. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. That's your top five matchmakers. We'll dig into some more trade targets tomorrow. Big day, obviously, with round one of the NHL entry draft. We're live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. We're looking for inbox questions, so make sure you drop those in there with the hashtag AskDFO. But now let's get to our big segment, a hit that was confirmed on the dance floor at Tootsie's last night. Let's bring in Pete Blackburn. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Pete Blackburn from Bally Sports coming in to talk about draft week. Always a good time. Usually a lot going on in these next couple of days, Pete. Give me one team you're looking at and going, they're the most interesting team. That GM has the chance to make things spicy on the draft floor. I mean, you guys just did too much on the Winnipeg Jets, so I won't hammer that home. But obviously that's an intriguing intriguing place with all the names that are linked and trying to move out of there. One of the teams I think that is really, really interesting is the Detroit Red Wings, just because of how much capital they have and kind of them wanting to make a move. And me and Frank have talked about it where, you know, the Detroit Red Wings have been so patient about rebuilding that team, but at some point you got to make your move and you got to be aggressive. And there are a couple of guys out on the market uh, that, they, that they seemingly are very interested in, in terms of forwards. And, you know, to it's probably like at the top of that list, but what about a uh, William Nylander? If that becomes an option, if to goes off the board, like William Nylander would make a lot of sense in Detroit as well. And they have the assets to go get them. So Detroit is a team that I think could make a pretty big splash if they really, really want to in the next 48 hours. Pete, who's a team out there that, you know, we're not really talking about making a splash, whether it's the Toronto Maple Leafs or, you know, the Minnesota Wild Stars, someone out there that had a, a legitimate chance to win the Stanley Cup, the Oilers, I would include in this category have a chance to win the Stanley cup next season that you'd like to see be as aggressive as possible this week. Dallas is a big one because I mean, Dallas obviously made a, a decent run there. I think that they have a lot of the pieces that you look for in, a, in an actual Stanley cup contender, but I, I think that they can do a better job of still continuing to bridge that gap in, in terms of the old core and then the new core. And I would like to see them add a little bit to the new core and, you know, maybe, I mean, a, a top four defenseman in Dallas would be huge for them. And, you know, we talked about Ryan Suter and just kind of how he's he's lost a, a little bit there. And I would love to see them add on the back end uh, if they can get a top four defenseman. I know that they don't grow on trees, but they have an ability to go out and make a splash to become a team that could legitimately be 
a Stanley Cup winner next year if they capitalize within this window. It's a unique week here because free agency is going to come like 48 hours after the end of the NHL draft. Usually we have a bit more of a buffer. We have Frank's top 10 for his free agents list. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on this. Maybe give me one top 10 if we have the board available. One name in the top 10 who you're looking at and going, that's a really interesting situation. I, I intrigued to see where they land then give me another name who's maybe your buyer beware pick someone you're looking at and going they might get paid and we might be sitting here in like two or three years being like a oh, bio well i mean I, honestly i i think that the two my two my answer to that question to both of those questions is the same name tyler bertuzzi to me uh especially being a boston guy and seeing what they they shipped out taylor hall to me like that signifies them trying to free up money to keep tyler bertuzzi but I would also slap a buyer beware on Tyler Bertuzzi where like in three, three years or so, like they could be in the same position as they were with Taylor Hall, where they're like, you know, at signing, it looks like a pretty good deal, but you, you're kind of wanting more three years, three, four years down the, down the line. So like Tyler Bertuzzi is a really interesting, I think that he would be an upgrade over Taylor Hall for the, this Bruins team right now. I do think that they really want to keep him. But I would also be kind of skeptical looking at what the final number is and the term. But uh, another guy on that list, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, is a really interesting situation because, you know, obviously he's kind of been mocked or uh, looked down upon because of his contract. But if he gets like a one year prove it kind of deal, he's a guy that could be an insane value for a team that's trying to put a final piece together. Yeah, fair enough. Pete, uh, always a pleasure to catch up and pick your brain a little bit on all things NHL. We'll see you on Broadway, man. Absolutely. Pleasure to chat with Pete Blackburn. You can find his work at Bali Sports. Uh, Frank, we're going into the inbox. Hashtag Ask DFO. Zeke is in. He's a Hawks fan. He says Tarasenko should be a fit for the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know if I see that. No, nope. Tarasenko is outside of your top 10. Who are some teams that could be interested in him? Trying to think of what the winger market looks like. There's You hear it kind of time after time. We're looking for a top six winger. We yeah. need a scoring winger. The problem is I think teams look at someone like Vladimir Tarasenko and as impressive as his numbers can be, I don't know that anyone wants to commit significant term and dollars um, that I think is going to be a bit of a struggle for him because first off, he's had some significant injuries, which have all been taken care of, but he's one of those guys that has been in the league so long. You're like, he's only 31. It's weird, right? But it him feels and, like he's 35. It does. And it's kind of the same thing with Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. who's 32, I think. So it's an interesting spot for those guys. It's like, what kind of term they're looking for? Like I, I'm bet I'm betting four or five years if they can get it. Mm-hmm. But what are you realistically willing to give him? But the upside here is, I mean, Aaron, if we could flash up the top ten again, like he's he's not in here. But how many of the guys in this list have forty goal potential? Like there's not a lot, right? Like Tarasenko can Even, still pop you home yeah. 30, 35. At yeah, least, he's right? he's in the thirty range but for sure. I don't 40. think anyone's looking to say he's going to get back to forty. If he went somewhere with an elite center, would your job be on the floor if he was in the high 30s? No. There you go. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's an interesting one. Uh, what about JT Comfort? What's the market going to be like for him? And and maybe what's the latest on him in the apps? Are they still talking after the Johansson deal? Yeah, I think they're sort of, you know, 
at least in contact still. I think it's probably a little bit unlikely that they can afford to keep him now, given all the roster pieces that they have to fill out. But the market is pretty strong, but it's all interrelated to all those things that we were just talking about. Shifley, Hayes, and then if you don't land one of those guys, then you're probably going to pay a little bit extra premium on the market to get JT Comfer, who is looking to cash in with probably the biggest deal of his lifetime. Nick Perry is an Islanders guy. He wants uh, to know if there's any truth to the Josh Bailey trade rumors and maybe what what's Lou getting up to this week? Again, the only God yeah. and Lou no category. Um, I would say a lot of the talk that's been out there about Josh Bailey, if anything, I think more of a buyout candidate than a trade candidate. There just aren't really many teams out there that are saying we want to take on dead cap space and and all not dead cap space, but take on a bad contract. It was kind of the Hawks who I think are more or less done unless they get an offer that knocks their socks off. You've got the flyers potentially. Will the flyers do business with New York, you know, being in the same division, I guess they could if the New York isn't worried about them. Um, and then the other team, it's not the Arizona coyotes. They're not doing that anymore. No. The other team is the San Jose sharks. Um, does Josh Bailey make any sense for the Sharks to pick up an asset or two? Maybe, but I think you'd have to really entice them. His buyout's not terrible. His cap hit would drop down to 2.6 this coming season. It's currently at five, and then it would come with a $1.16 million penalty in that second year. But if the cap goes up significantly, maybe you're okay kind of taking that hit. Uh, when does the buyout window close again? Friday? Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You'd have to go on waivers by Thursday. Okay, so we will have a bit more info. So three more days. There's yeah. no waiver activity today. you got Wednesday and Thursday before getting there. Let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets. Our friends at Botano.ca got all the odds up for the NHL draft. There are a lot, but I've scrolled through and I've picked out a couple more I like. Yesterday, we were talking about the goalie market, maybe betting. I'm getting plus money on a goalie to go in the first round at Botano. Today, I have a couple more, but it's more geared towards the top half of the first round. We had Steve Nellis on yesterday. He gave us some insight with his mock draft. And here are the two plays I got. The first one, Zach Benson over 10 and a half overall. So betting on him to go later than 10th overall. Ellis had him going 12. We're getting plus money on this payout as well. So even if he goes a spot earlier than Ellis has him, it, there is a chance that a team in the top 10 falls in love with him. But yeah, someone takes him at eight and all of a sudden you're hooped. Yeah, I mean, but that that's the risk. Plus money riding with Ellis having Benson over 10 and a half. Not for me. You think someone in that top 10? Really no, I, I just, I don't. I don't have a real good view of things past like six or seven. And I would say like, for me, I just don't know enough to place place the wager. Fair enough. Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, his line is set at eight and a half overall. I would take the under. And that's what I had here. The payout's not great at minus 180, but I mean, yesterday when we had Ellis on, there's talk maybe even as early as six as well. So to get a couple picks of buffer room, there's a couple of plays on Botano.ca that I don't mind for round one of the NHL draft, which goes tomorrow. Here in Nashville, not physically here in a room that's called the shag room, um, but no shagging in here. No but. shagging in here. That is actually just yeah. the name. There's a shag on the roof. But uh, let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time, Frank. What do you got? Yeah. Speaking of draft order, how about everyone's intrigued as to where Matt Bay Mishkoff ends up going? And the fascinating part about this draft is that prior to this week in Nashville, no one's really been able to get their hands on this player not just to see in person with viewings because Russia has essentially been closed off to the outside world. 
but no one has talked directly to Matvey Mishkov. No one had interviewed him until yesterday here in Nashville. And so there's been all kinds of nefarious speculation out there and things rumor have been running rampant for months. Yeah. Um, won't get into all the details as to what or why, but he was sort of painted out, you know, at least the chatter in the industry was to be this negative influencer force and bad guy or whatever it might be. And all I can tell you is some of that's just draft and hype and speculation of, you know, teams that are trying to suppress it. And, and there's all sorts of, you know, take everything you hear with a grain of salt at this yeah. time of year, because you just expect that people are lying to you. But just wanted to share with everyone from some of the teams that did interview him yesterday, the response was very positive and they felt like they came away impressed. Just one interview with a translator. You're not hearing it directly from his mouth. You're maybe always curious, like, is the, was the translator just feeding you what he was told to <laughs> again to, to continue with the nefarious speculation, but just point saying uh, that the teams were impressed and I'd be curious to see where this goes from here. But, you know, perhaps if we were really just grading the player and not where he's from or the sociopolitical or whatever else is going on around him, the contract, yeah. people have said this is a risky pick. I just don't think there's any risk at all. My point has been, listen, are you going to have to wait three years for them? Probably. You might, wait. they might say, might save you from yourself. Might save you from yourself. Also, if you're a team like a Montreal or a San Jose and you know your rebuild is going to take a few years, think of the boost of the first three years of Matt Vamichkov on his ELC when you're just starting to be competitive. An insanely good thing to have on the books. That and also like think about the impact of Kirill Kaprizov. I know that's a guy that was taken yeah. way later in the draft, but people view him as a very similar talent to Mishkov. And so when you consider that, if you could add that type of player to your organization three years from now, I think you, you take every chance you can get. Yeah. I think the, I don't know if this is the right word, but like the folklore around Matt Vimichkov just kind of got out of control. Just from like that. the death, the like suspicious <laughs> death of his dad to yeah. like all these other things that have unfolded. People have been saying and spreading rumors that I think are just not true. And that is like the subterfuge yeah. that you can expect when it comes to NHL draft week. Uh, are we going to get a big move by the time our show goes live tomorrow at noon Eastern? I think we're going to have at least one trade today, potentially more. I just think there's enough percolating out there that no one really wants this to linger much into Wednesday if they can avoid it, especially if it doesn't involve high picks. Get your business done. Our pal Nick Alberger was rocking someone make a trade golden muzzy tea today let's hope he gets his wish and we got something to chew on tomorrow thanks to everyone who is active in the youtube chat hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you haven't already we'll have a ton of stuff coming up here over the next few days on the daily face off youtube including a new edition of daily face off live tomorrow at noon eastern we'll chat with you then ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.